chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. We're going to read the last few verses of the chapter starting in verse 26. We're going to get back to 1 Corinthians. I know it's been a couple weeks, but we just been kind of have some other stuff going on. VBS, baptisms, Father's Day. So we'll get back there, but we're going to talk just a little bit today uh, about baptism, but, but more uh, specifically about being a Christian. Uh, we've got a couple of young people who are becoming a Christian. Some of you maybe who have recently just accepted the Lord. Maybe you've, you've been a Christian for a long time, but maybe you're asking the, the question, well, I'm a Christian now what? What does that mean? What changes? What, what do I do? What is this going to mean for me in the future? How do I, how do I live and be a Christian? What, what does all this mean? Well, those are good questions. Those are good questions. And, and I think we see in this passage of Scripture today uh, just really how simple that answer is. Now, I know that there are some complexities and some maybe difficult questions that, that may arise, but, but I think at the most basic level we see exactly what it means to be a Christian and exactly what we are called to do, what we should do once we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we're going to read through Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39, give you guys a little context here. Uh, this is after Jesus had been crucified, he had been buried, uh, he had been raised, uh, from the dead. He had appeared to his disciples. Some others had seen him. He had hung out for a few days. And then eventually Jesus was going to go back up to heaven where he is today until he will one day return. But upon Jesus uh, going back to heaven, he had left his disciples some instructions. And we see the early church beginning to take place in the book of Acts. We see people who are on fire for the Lord. We see that these people are selling all their possessions. They are coming together on a daily basis, and they are just having a good time in the Lord, and that's the way that it should be. We also know from the life of Jesus that being Jesus and being a follower of Jesus is a difficult thing. It was a difficult ministry for Jesus. There were many who followed him and trusted him. There were many who didn't follow him. There were those that wanted to have him killed and eventually did so. And so uh, we see in, in the early church that things are not always easy for the follower of Christ. That, that has not changed in our world today. It was difficult then, and it is still difficult today. There are many joys. There is great excitement. There is much hope. There is much comfort in being a follower of Christ. But there are also some difficult times. And so we kind of see that in the book of Acts up until this point. And today we're going to read a story about a uh, follower of Jesus Christ by the name of Philip. So, Acts chapter 8, verse 26. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch and high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The Spirit told Philip, Go and join that chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, 
Do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before its shears, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch replied to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about? Himself or another person? So Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning from that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, Look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but he went on his way rejoicing. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. There's some good stuff here in your Word, and I pray that you help us to get it today. I pray you help us to understand. I pray you help us to to maybe see some areas if we're a Christian, if we're yours. Maybe there are some areas where we're not doing as we should, God. God, maybe there are some here today that are just like this eunuch the one that Peter encountered, or Philip encountered. God, maybe there are some here today that, that have questions. They've read your word, they see your word, but they're just saying, well, I get that there's something to it, God, but I don't, I don't get it. So God, help them to get it today. Help your Holy Spirit to help them understand what your word says. God, help us as Christians when we see others who are seeking, help us to be able to explain to them, God, what your word says. So, God, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross humbly. Humble me today, dear Lord. I pray that you would speak through me. I pray that the Holy Spirit would do a mighty work, that you would touch our lives in here today. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. All right, we got a good story here. So, we have Philip. We have uh, Jesus Christ has come. He has been resurrected, and he gave his disciples, those followers of Jesus Christ, uh, he gave them a command before he left. Now, we call that the Great Commission. Now, you may have heard that, that, that term before. You may not have, but the Great Commission is Jesus telling his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. That is, go and find people that need to hear about me, tell them about me, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and baptize them. That's the Great Commission in a nutshell. That's what Jesus told His people to do. So the early church, they were doing it. They were doing exactly what Jesus had commanded them to do. And we see a good example of that here in the story of Peter and the eunuch. Now this eunuch was somebody who was a, who was a servant of the king. He would have been someone who worked from the king and for, for the king. And obviously, uh, this eunuch here was seeking the Lord to some extent. And in verse 26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Now here's the, the first thing that we see very quickly. Here's something that, that, that we have as Christians that we will notice. That is that once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Jesus has already told us in his word that he's going to send a counselor. He is going to send one to guide us. He is going to send the Holy Spirit. 
And once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, in that instant, we receive the Holy Spirit into our spiritual heart. In that instant, it is the Holy Spirit that is leading, that is guiding, that is, that, is, that is helping us to know what God desires of us, that is putting on our heart what God calls for us to do. Now, if you're a Christian, you have no doubt experienced this. You have experienced the Holy Spirit. I would say that if you're in this room and you're, and you're a Christian, that you know what P, uh, Philip is talking about here. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will put something onto our heart. Something that may seem crazy. The Holy Spirit may say, I need you to do this. The Holy Spirit may say, I need you to go here. The Holy Spirit may say, I need for you to go and talk to that person. The Holy Spirit may say to as a church, I need you to start a ministry at this place. And here's what's crazy. Is that I can say that most of the time, what God is telling me to do doesn't seem like the best idea. God has to get it wrong sometimes. God, why are you telling me to start this ministry at this place? That'll never succeed. Don't you know the riffraff that lives here and lives there? God, do you know what they do there? They're not going to listen to you. God, why are you telling me to go here? God, why are you telling me to tell somebody that you love them, that you want to forgive them? God, you don't want to forgive them. Let me tell you what they did. I've seen what they've done. And we kind of say, God, why are you going to send me there? It's a bad deal there. It's not safe there. We see that in Exodus. We've been studying Moses. Didn't, didn't Moses do the same thing? Why was God going to send him back to Egypt? He was setting him up for disaster. After all, Moses wasn't even capable. We do that same thing. God, I'm not capable. You're telling me to do something. And as a Christian, that's one of the first things that we will begin to realize. We will begin to get these, these I don't know a good word, these urges. Maybe that's not a good word. But we will begin to feel this, this, this something inside of us that may be calling us to do something that we've never had a desire to do before. And here we have the Spirit, an angel of the Lord in this case, uh, appeared to uh, an angel uh, of the Lord, spoke to Philip, and he said, get up, hit the road. Now, God will oftentimes call us to things, some of which are fun and exciting, some of which are scary and difficult. Now, there is great joy. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is a great peace and a great joy that comes over you. Can't explain it. It's a peace that can't explain. It only comes through Jesus Christ. Can't explain it to an unbeliever. Can't explain it. If you're here and you're a believer in Jesus Christ today, you get it. You're like, I, I felt that. I get that. That's a good deal. We can't explain it to people. But when they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and when they accept Jesus Christ, they get it. It's like, whoa. Because instantly their eyes are open from darkness into light. It's a pretty good deal. And there's great joy that comes with being a Christian. There's great comfort that comes with being a Christian. Because all the things that we struggle with before that we felt like nobody understands, nobody cares, I'm hopeless. Boy, as soon as we become a Christian, as soon as we understand Jesus Christ and His love and accept Him, boy, instantly that changes. Because on our worst days, we don't have to mope and feel hopeless. On our worst days, we can say, boy, I can go to Jesus Christ now. I know Jesus loves me. Boy, when we experience that, when we realize that, when we realize Jesus loves us, that He died for us, that He's our comfort, that He's our hope, when we realize that and come to Him and He comes into our life, it changes everything. doesn't mean that we're never going to have any bad days because guess what? We do have bad days. Every Christian has bad days. 
But you know what? We make it through the bad days because we're always reminded of Jesus Christ. We can always look back to Jesus Christ. We can always read God's Word and we can see what Jesus has done. We can see the words of encouragement that Jesus speaks to us through His Word, both through Him personally and through all of these writers that we have that write what we call the Bible. We see God speaking to us. We see God's words of encouragement to us. And that gets us through the worst days. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of happiness that comes from being a Christian. Most importantly, you know that your sins are forgiven. Well, that's a pretty good deal, right? Because they are piled up, right? We've got sins. We could all get out a notebook and start writing today, and we could write till we wrote all our sins, and we would be here for a long time. Because we got lots of sins, and Jesus wipes those out. When we accept Jesus Christ and His blood that was shed on the cross, man, those sins are forgiven. That right there is reason to rejoice. There's a lot of joy that comes from being a disciple of Jesus Christ. But then there's also some hard times that come along with it too. And that's, that's the reality of it. It's, it's not always easy. Because the reality of being a disciple of Christ is sometimes God calls us to places and God calls us to things that we really don't want to do. Things that oftentimes are scary. I'm going to go ahead and tell you all this. You probably already know I've told you before, I didn't want to be a preacher. Like, that's not like, I didn't grow up saying, like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a preacher. That's just not, that's not how it worked. I didn't want to be a preacher. But God called me to that. And as scary as it was, boy, I struggled with that for a long time. For years, I ran from the Lord. God has a way of getting your attention. Pretty crazy how he does that. But sometimes God calls us to something we don't want to do. But let me tell you the flip side of that. Often when he calls us to something that we don't want to do, something that's scary, something that's going to cause of us to have some sacrifice in our life, I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of good blessing that God brings along with that. Blessing that we would miss out on. Blessing that we do miss out on sometimes because we don't want to do what God calls us to do. God called Philip to do a task. And praise the Lord, Philip did that task. Let's see a little further on what happened. So he got up, verse 27, and he went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and a high official of Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem. So this guy, obviously, uh, he probably would have been doing okay. He was in charge of the queen's treasury. Uh, he, he, he probably was doing okay, but he was on his way to uh, Jerusalem. And he, was, or he had come to Jerusalem, and he was going to worship there. So we start to see, even here, that this guy was seeking the Lord. As we see in the text, he didn't really fully understand exactly what all of God's Word meant. He was reading Isaiah, the prophet. We have Isaiah in what we call the Old Testament. And he was reading this prophecy of Isaiah, and he got that there was something there. Like he knew that there was something there, but he didn't quite know exactly what was there. He didn't quite exactly know what was going on. And he was sitting in his chariot and on his way home reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The Spirit told Philip, go and join the chariot. Now, let's think about that in modern times. You're sitting at home... And the Holy Spirit kind of puts on your heart, all right, I want you to go to this place. I want you to get up and go there. And then you get there. Say, make up example. Holy Spirit says, I want you to go to Walmart parking lot. And you're sitting at home and you're comfy and you're thinking, what in the world? 
Walmart parking lot? Am I crazy? Like, am I here? Sometimes I do that. Like, the Holy Spirit, I feel like, like, is that the Holy Spirit or is that just me? Like, crazy? Usually it's the Holy Spirit. Usually I'm not crazy. Well, y'all, can, we can debate that later. But, but imagine the Holy Spirit says, all right, get up and go to Walmart Park. And you get up and you go and you're sitting there. And all of a sudden he says, I want you to go get in that red car over there and I want you to go talk to that person. What in the world is going on? What in the world? That's pretty much what, what, what God told Philip to do. He said, you see that chariot? I want you to go get up in there with that guy. Now, I'm going to tell you what. You've got to be pretty bold. You've got to be pretty, like, you've got to have a lot of faith in the Lord to do what God calls you to do. You don't believe me? Look around in our world today. Now, you get it. If you're a Christian, you get it. Because you know what I'm talking about. Because there's been some times that God has probably called you to do something, and you didn't do it. You were too scared. There was going to be too much risk involved. And so you didn't do it. And there may be times, sometimes we need to be careful too, Christians. Because sometimes as a Christian, we may feel God calling us to do something. And we may tell other believers even about it. And they may talk us out of it. Perhaps they don't understand what God is saying. Perhaps they're not very spiritually mature. Perhaps they're looking at all the dangers and saying, you can't go there, it's too dangerous. But listen... Sometimes God calls us to something, and sometimes we know it. And we might not have any brothers and sisters in Christ backing that up. Hopefully we do. I think God is good to give us good, good support. But sometimes we may have even Christians not trying to, to mess up God's plan unknowingly, just like Peter did, trying to get Jesus not to go down on the cross. But sometimes we may talk brothers and sisters in Christ out of doing something that God's called us called them to do. So we need to be careful. We don't need to be quick to try to talk someone out of something. We need to pray and say, look, God, is this the right thing that they want to do? Help me to know if I need to encourage them to do this or discourage them to do this. Because the reality is, is that a lot of things that God calls us to do, not everything, but there are many things that God calls us to do that are going to take us out of our comfort zone. Maybe in a physical sense, we're going to have to go somewhere or do something that physically is going to be uncomfortable for us. Physically is going to put us in harm's way. So it's not always easy. And even when God takes us to places, is He with us? Does He help us? Absolutely, yes, He does. Does that mean that everything is going to be perfect as a Christian for us? Absolutely not. You don't believe me? Free Burma Rangers, we just talked about it. God called David Eubank to go to a pretty rough place. He's been serving the Lord in all these rough places for years. Guess what? He got shot a few weeks ago. It's not easy. It's scary sometimes. But guess what? When we're obedient to what God calls us to do, even if it's uncomfortable for us, even if we may be in harm's way, even if we get hurt, I'm going to tell you what, there's great blessing when we serve the Lord and we do what He calls us to do. And when you get a taste of that, when as a Christian, as you begin to grow in the Holy Spirit, and you begin to grow in the Lord, and you begin to, to feel God calling you to things, and maybe you kind of stray away from some things, and you back up, but you begin to grow, and you begin to hear better from the Holy Spirit, you begin to trust more in God, and finally God calls you to that thing, and you do it, and as scary as it may be, when you get through, it's like, whoa, it was totally worth it. It was totally worth getting shot in the arm to go, to go save these people. It was totally worth going without air conditioning or, or having hard times to do God's work. And you're saying, are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. 
If you've ever experienced that as a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about when God has called you to something and you're kind of scared, but you finally just trust Him and have faith, and you do it, bam, it's like, it changes your life. And that's what being a Christian is all about. There is great joy. There is great excitement that comes from being a Christian. But we also have a job to do. We have a calling. And God calls us. Jesus says, look, when you come to me and you're my servant, I've got a job for you. I'm sending you out to make other servants. It's a cycle. I'm a Christian. Now what? Now what? We continue the cycle. Just as you heard about Jesus Christ, just as somebody told you about Jesus Christ, guess what? We do the same thing. Just as you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, guess what? We're doing the same thing. It's a cycle. And guess what? It's been going on since Jesus. And guess what? He's calling you and me to keep on keeping on, to keep that cycle going. That's what being a Christian is in a nutshell. Is once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we tell other people about Jesus Christ so that they can tell other people about Jesus Christ so that they can tell other people about Jesus Christ. And on and on and on. Along the way, there's good days. Along the way, there's bad days. Along the way, God blesses us. God calls us to things that bring us a lot of joy. Along the way, God may call us to things that's going to bring us into some difficult times. But guess what? God is always with us, and that's part of being a Christian. And we may be missing out on some of God's blessings because we're not doing what He called us to. There are souls that may not get saved because we're not doing what He called us to. Now that's pretty heavy right there. That God may be calling you to witness, to share Jesus Christ with somebody. And you don't do it. And they never come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And you say, well, well, if God loves them that much, sure, I, I mean, He understands that I fail. He may send somebody else. Well, He may send somebody else. He may not. And so when God calls us to things, we want to be obedient to do it. And look, it's okay to say, look, God, I'm struggling. Like, I want to, but I'm way too scared to. So help me, God, to be able to do what you're calling me to do. And that's what Philip did. God said, look, I want you to go. He went. He said, I want you to get up in there with that guy. He did it. Let's read a little further. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? Now that's a good question. Do you know why that's a good question? Because God's Word is tough sometimes. It is. Let's be real. If we have ever read very much of God's Word, or maybe it's just me, it don't take long for us to get to something, and we kind of scratch our head and say, I don't quite get that. I don't quite, you know, that's, for me, this is just me, but for me, one of the most difficult things of being a Christian is not always having a good answer for people's questions. Because there are some things that people ask about the Bible, about God's Word, that I don't quite understand. I'm not, not really quite sure what it means. And like, as a Christian, like, I totally believe it. I trust it, even the stuff I don't understand. You know, there are a lot of people in this world, they're searching, and they want answers, and, 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 and as Christians, we can't always give them the answers that they want. There are still questions that are just going to be asked, that are not going to be answered until we're before the Lord, and then we'll know everything, and then we won't care if we're in Christ. But, but that's one of the most difficult things that I kind of struggle with because I want to be able to tell people the answers. But, but you know what? God doesn't call us to come to Him when we know all the answers. He calls us to come to Him on faith. 
We come to Jesus Christ and have faith, not because we've read God's Word and we understand it completely, but we come to Jesus Christ because we understand what He did. And while some of God's Word may be difficult, what Jesus Christ did is not difficult. There was a price that had to be paid. Our sins had to be covered. It had to be covered with perfection. And we could never do that on our own. There needed to be a perfect sacrifice. And that's what Jesus did. He paid the price that we could never pay. So that we could be forgiven if we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. He conquered death so that one day we can conquer death. When we leave leave this earth, it's not the end forever. We don't just lay in nothingness and dirt. But instead, we are resurrected if we are in Jesus Christ. And we are resurrected uh, and are forgiven in a new and perfect and great body. And that's pretty good stuff. That's pretty simple for us to understand that a price has to be paid. And Jesus Christ paid that price. But there are other things that are difficult. And you know, it's good for us as Christians. You know, sometimes it's kind of tough to say, I don't get it. You know, we're in Sunday school, we're in Bible study, and like something's read. We don't get it, but we don't want to say anything because we don't want to be that one guy. Because we just think, because everybody else gets it, right? Everybody else always gets everything, and I'm the only one that doesn't get it. But here's the truth. There's probably a lot of other people that don't get it too. There are a lot of things in God's Word that are tough. There are a lot of things that are good for us to discuss. And it's okay for us to to be like Peter here and to say, look, do you understand everything? It's okay for us to to say, no, I'm reading it, but, but I don't quite understand. Could you help me to understand? And that's what's going on in this, between Philip and this unit. Verse 31, he says, How can I, he said, unless someone guides me. That really, that's really simple. But that, that, that brings us to a, to a truth that's very important. How are people going to understand and know the gospel of Jesus Christ and know God's word if we don't tell them about it? How are they going to know? Might the Holy Spirit reveal it to them in some way, shape, or form? Might God somehow lead them to pick up a Bible and read it one day? Yeah, possibly He could. But you know what? God chose you and I for that job. God chose you and I to go out and tell people. God chose you and I to go find people and say, Look, here's God's Word. Do you get it? Let me explain it to you. The eunuch says, Look, there's no way. I I don't understand it. How How can I understand it unless somebody explains it to me? That's why we come to God's house. That's why we have Bible school. That's why we have Bible study. That's why we have sermons. That's why we read the Bible on our own time. That's why we pray. So that we can help one another understand God's Word. So that the Holy Spirit can help us understand God's Word. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shear, so he does not open his mouth in his humiliation. Justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch replied to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about? Himself or another person? So Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning from that scripture. That's a pretty good deal. He was reading a scripture about Jesus. He was reading a prophecy that was pointing him toward Jesus and he got that there was something there. He just didn't quite understand what it was and he said, look, here's what I'm reading. Who is it about? And Philip said, let me tell you the good news about Jesus Christ. 
Now this is a pretty good deal. You know what's exciting for me? I love it when I see people who are seeking the Lord. I love it when I see people who have questions, like hard questions, like that are really struggling because they, they get it because they're really seeking and they, they get that there's something there, but they're not sure. That is awesome when you see somebody who is seeking that wants to hear and you can tell them and they're receptive and they hear and they accept Jesus Christ. That is a good deal. But if you're a Christian, you know that it's not always that easy. Some of the people we go and we share the gospel of Jesus Christ and they, they're like, yeah, I get that. I want to hear more. But that's not always the case and that's what makes it difficult. Sometimes we encounter people that don't want to hear God's word. Sometimes we encounter people who are violent against us, who are outright rude to us because we're trying to tell them good news that they need to hear and they don't realize it. It's not always easy. Praise the Lord, sometimes we get these experiences like Philip where everybody's seeking. But sometimes it's tough. But when God calls us to minister to people, He calls us to minister to those who are going to be receptive and even try to minister to those who aren't going to be receptive. Too many times, you know what I do? I check out. Somebody's receptive is easy. When somebody's not receptive wants to give me a hard time, you know what I want to do? I want to haul tail. Is there a time where sometimes maybe we've tried our best and we have to move on? I believe there are times that that's the case. But too many times we give up before we ever start. Too many times we say, well, she's too bad, he's too bad. I know what he did. I know what he's going to say. I know what she's going to say. And we give up before we ever start. And if we don't tell them about Jesus, who will? Maybe somebody else, maybe not. Maybe everybody else is struggling just like you are. But maybe God's put it on your heart to be brave, to be bold, to go up and to do what He called you to do. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, Look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So obviously... In his, in his teaching about the good news, who knows what Philip told him? Who knows how long they sit there and what they talked about? But in Philip telling him the good news, it is apparent that the eunuch realized that he needed to be baptized, that he needed to do what Jesus said he needed to do. And they were driving along there in that chariot, and he saw water, and there was excitement. He said, look, there's water! He was ready to be baptized. What Can I be baptized? What Would there anything that, that would keep me from being baptized? Philip said, let me tell you. If you believe Jesus Christ in your heart, if you believe that He's the Son of God, died on the cross for you, shed His blood for you, if you accept that and believe that, you can be baptized. Now when it says believe there, it's, it's more than just a head knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. It's more than just, just saying, oh, I believe Jesus existed. It's trusting in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Satan believes Jesus exists. He knows He, he exists. He believes that. But he doesn't trust Him with his heart. It's not enough for us just to believe but when he says he believes here he's saying look i believe with all my heart i trust in jesus christ i want him to be my lord and savior i see that he died for me i see what he called me to he wants me to be forgiven he wants me to be baptized i want to do that because i trust in him and that's what baptism is baptism is just us following through as christians with what jesus called us to do boy that's good stuff we're gonna have two of those today we had one last week, and I got even better news for you. We got another one coming up. That's a pretty good deal. That's a great deal. 
Because that's what God called us to. That's what baptism is about. Is that Jesus Christ said, look, once you accept me, once the Holy Spirit has come into you, then, then profess that, make that known, show the world, follow through in baptism. There's symbolism there. Uh, Reminding us, look, we're, we're sinful people, but when we're in Jesus Christ, it's like going and being coming up out of that water and being washed clean, being made anew, because that's what Jesus does for us. He makes us a new creation. And the eunuch was excited. We got a couple in here today that's excited. They are ready to be baptized. Why? Because they're excited about Jesus Christ. And they're following through with what Jesus commanded. Then he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When he came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but he went on his way rejoicing. Now that would have been pretty pretty legit to see Philip just kind of disappear. Spirit took him away. I don't really know what that means. I don't know how he took him away. I don't know if he disappeared. I don't know what went on. But that's pretty pretty gnarly. But look at the response of the eunuch here. After he had accepted Jesus Christ, confessed Him as a Lord and Savior, he followed through in baptism, and he rejoiced. And that's what we're here to do today is rejoice. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you've been baptized in Him, then praise the Lord, rejoice. If God is calling you to do something, even if it's difficult, even if it's hard, then rejoice because God wants to use you. Even if you're not able, He's going to make you able. He's going to use you. And we rejoice today because we've got two more brothers and sisters in Christ who are following through in the command that Jesus laid out for them. And maybe you're here today, and maybe you didn't ever know that you were a sinner. You are a sinner. Can't deny it, can't escape it. Maybe you never knew that a price had to be paid. I'm going to tell you, you can't pay it. But Jesus Christ did. He gave His life. He died on the cross. He shed His blood so that you could be forgiven. And if you, like the eunuch, believe, I'm not talking about just believe in your head. I'm talking about in your heart. I'm talking about trusting Jesus with all your heart, wanting to follow, wanting to serve Him. Maybe the Holy Spirit speaking to you today and you realize that you need Jesus. If you realize that, praise the Lord. Today is the day. It's a big decision. It's a good decision. And it's the decision that we should rejoice in. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning. I thank you for these good words. I thank you for Philip for being a, a faithful servant, for following through, for going where you sent him and doing what you called him to do. God, I pray that you would help us as Christians to keep that cycle going. We're a Christian God. Now what? Well, we just keep on doing your work. We keep on doing what Philip did. We keep on explaining your word to people. We keep on baptizing them, dear Lord, so that they can explain your word and baptize others. And dear Lord, we rejoice in that. We have reason to rejoice because we have hope. We have forgiveness. We have love. A love that you give that just unexplainable, dear Lord. We thank you for Jesus Christ. That's death on the cross. We thank you for just a good day, God. We, we just thank you for that. And I pray that if there is one here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ, maybe they're feeling that burden. Maybe they're feeling like they, needed, they need to do that, that they need to hear more about you, God. Maybe there are some with just questions. Maybe they're seeking, God. God, help them to come and ask questions, to grab somebody to the side, whether it's me or whether it's some other Christian that they know and look up to and hear, God. If there's some in here today that have questions, God, help them to be able to find those answers. Help them to be able to find someone that they can ask, dear Lord, so that we can guide them where they need to be. 
God, maybe there are some Christians in here. They've already accepted you. They trust you. They're yours, but they got questions too. Dear Lord, help us to grow together. But God, if there is one in this room that has never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do it today. I pray that they would come forward. That they would say, look, I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. God, I pray for these baptisms we're about to have. I pray that you just help it to be awesome because it is awesome, dear Lord. So help us to rejoice. I lift these two young ones up, and I pray that you be with them as they are on this journey of being a Christian, God, that they'll be about your work. Help all of us, God, who are yours, to be about your work. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.